This is the Celtics Over Easy Podcast, the show by green teamers for green teamers. Here are your hosts, Paul Dion and Matt Kowalski. Hello and welcome back in to the Celtics Over Easy Podcast. My name is Paul Dion, and as always, joined by my good buddy, Matt Kowalski. What's up, PJ? Not much, you know, just uh, Celtics going into a uh, a clinching game tomorrow night yeah. um, in Milwaukee. So, you know, I think I'm feeling okay. I think I'm feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty confident, to be honest. Feel yeah. good about this. Yeah. Um, Celtics haven't lost a game since Marcus Smart's been back. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> I know. It's good time by Marcus. As soon as the Celtics over easy podcast decides to come back after, you know, some time off. We went zero dark 30 for the first two weeks of the playoffs. Exactly. Just wanted to really buckle down and focus on the games. So um, let's get into it. We have a lot to catch up on. I want to start with last night's game, game five here in Boston. Um, And you already said it. Marcus Smart's back after I don't know how many games he, he missed. It feels like it's been forever like at least a month yeah it's at least a month i i thought mike might have mike gorman last night might have said he missed 19 games but man it feels good to have marcus back what did you see from marcus um in his return last night i was super impressed i mean he it didn't seem like he missed a beat he was immediately just right back to his old uh, Marcus Ways, you know, his line, his line last night is just the typical, it was so like such a typical Marcus Smart game, nine points, five rebounds, four assists, a steal, three blocks, right? Like that's, that's a smart line right there. Pl- only plus two. So maybe he was a little rusty, but it was a close game. You know, you can't really ask for a plus 17 out of a playoff game. Um, but he looked great. I mean, starting with that initial play, like he came right, came in the game off the bench, and immediately dove on the floor, stole stole the pass. I thought he dislocated his thumb again. Honestly, when that happened, right? He like landed on both his hands, and I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah. Not only was he getting the loose ball, diving on the floor, but he was diving right at the hand that he injured. He, he like dove, and yeah, he like landed on like one hand, and the other hand looked like it like rolled over. And I was like, oh my, one play, one play, and you're gonna be out again. But, but I think we should have expected that from Marcus. Yeah, yeah. It seems like he's fine. It, it, you know, like I, I, I was trying to watch. I didn't seem, I didn't see him like favoring it or or anything. Like he definitely wasn't hesitant <laughs> last no. night. So no, not at all. It seems like it's good to go, and he's 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 ready. I was surprised that, um, and I think this speaks to how much we need him. But you know, he played twenty four minutes last night. Yeah, that's um. I wasn't. I don't know what I was expecting to see from him in terms of minutes last night, but it did seem like he was out there with no no sort of restrictions or or anything like that. Yeah, and I I think that pre him coming back, like if someone had asked Brad about if he was going to be on restrictions or not, and I think like the plan was for him to be on some sort of one. But you know, the nice part about the thumb injury is it's just his hand, so like he he can he kept like. There's no mobility issues. You could still work out, run, stay in shape, all that kind of stuff. Um, So I think, you know, it just came down to, did he look good? Yes. Okay, stay out there. You know, and I got to say, PJ, I know know we've talked up Shane at the end of the regular season, 
past two pods. He stepped up. Uh, he can't hang in the series, though. I don't hate Shane. I think he's fine. But the Bucks are just too big, too long. Like, it, it's a mess for him out there. Yeah. No, Shane, Shane played his role. But now that Marcus is back, yeah. you know, we need to see... Uh, we need to see Larkin's role kind of diminish I, a little bit. I want all, it won't zero. be gone. I mean, he still I played. To, to he still away. played last I, night. I think I'm not saying like he doesn't have a spot in this playoff rotation. I just like I don't want to see him in in the rest of the series if it goes seven or next game at all. Like I, I just think that the Bucks like Malcolm Brogdon is a monster compared to Shane Larkin or not Malcolm Brogdon, but uh, Bledsoe. Bledsoe could right. eat Shane Larkin. <laughs> he's so like they're all they're all just so big, and he is just like he's like a Delvadova, and maybe even smaller. You know, he just doesn't. I don't know. It's not it's not the right matchup for him. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, we have our backup point guard back now. Yeah, and Smart, and I think I think there's a lot of benefits that come with Smart being back in the series. I mean, we've already talked about some of the obvious ones. His intensity, his hustle, which was on display last night. I mean, you you mentioned the the first play of the game for him, but he also made the last play yeah. in the game, which was just a classic Marcus Smart play. So classic because like, he lost the ball. Classic. He fucks up into something that people will be like, "Oh, what an amazing play!" That's, yeah, that <laughs> why, that's why we love him. <laughs> it's a typical. Like if he just made a normal play, it would have been fine, <laughs> right? He, you had to take it to like a bad level so that it could then become a great thing. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he made those type of plays. Um, defensively, it's huge having him him back there. Yeah. Because he is, he he's another defender that the Celtics have that can switch on most of these guys. He can switch on Chris Middleton. Yeah. I mean, we, Chris Middleton has been killing the Celtics this series. Yeah. And. Marcus is somebody that can that can definitely affect him and help out guarding Chris Middleton, but he can switch on almost anybody, um, yeah. and that that's huge. Yeah, I think Middleton is a big one. Parker is a big one. Um, anybody yeah, really? I mean, yeah, even Giannis, like all the guys. He's you know he's so versatile. Exactly, and then another, I think, overlooked or just kind of small benefit to having Marcus back is I think it benefits Rogier. I think it benefits Terry yeah. um, no, to be sure. able to play off the ball more often now um, and not have to be the facilitator because, you know, we know Terry, he's, he's a scorer and um, that, that can get to the rim and hit, hit the three ball. Um, he's not really a playmaker at this stage of his career. And Marcus seems way more comfortable in that, in that pick and roll offense, running running the offense, and I think that's going to benefit um, Rogier. Yeah, I, I think I, I agree with everything you said. But in even going above and beyond that, it takes just the pressure of like having to do all of it alone, having to deal with like the chippiness of of Bledsoe and like that whole matchup. You know, it not only does Smart provide like like. Uh, just support there is being able to being able to handle the ball, being able to, you know, free up Terry. But then he also like he can provide backup on the chippiness. He can get physical oh, yeah. on the point on the other guards. It doesn't need to be all like Rozier doesn't need to take the beating from everyone. You know, it's it's like because which know, he still did last which game, he still, which he still did. But you know, I think I think just like having that 
second option is is huge. Even like I know obviously like all the playmaking stuff you said, but then just like the, the playoff atmosphere, the decision making, all the experience that Smart has. Um, yeah, he's, well, he's what a fourth year player, but he's one of our most experienced like, experienced guys. If you think about like, even if Terry is running point while Smart's out there, like prior to Smart, it's okay. Terry has to be out there and be trusting. Who's his other guard, right? Like, is it if if Tatum's on the bench or Jalen's on the bench, then it's gonna be Larkin, it's gonna be Shemi. Like, you know, he doesn't have another good like second option there. Um, and Smart, you know, Smart can like instead of just running one play, you know, Smart can whatever the case is. I think that's huge. Yeah, Smart's really comfortable handling the ball, and um, I think that benefits a lot of people on that on that second second unit, not just uh, not just Terry. Yeah. Speaking of Terry, though. What is your uh, your take or your opinion on the whole Rogier Bledsoe feud? Um, <laughs> I think it's funny because neither of them like since what was that game three that the all the quotes came out. It was after game two. After game two, when when Bledsoe was like, "Who's who's Terry Rozier?" Yeah, I, I think it's really funny that. Which, like, by the way, saying that after the guys dropped like twenty plus points yeah. in you two games in a row is ballsy. <laughs> It's stupid. <laughs> it Maybe stupid's a better makes word. Makes you look like an idiot. Um, but I by think the way, really Eric Bledsoe is terrible. So Drew Bledsoe. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know for like two days that Rogier actually called him Drew Bledsoe. <laughs> yeah, I think he said it unintentionally. After, I think he said it after game one. Right, and it was unintentional. That's, that's how sure. it all started. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> Oh man, it got me. So it funny. got me dying. But anyways, keep going. Um, I think it's funny that like since then neither of them have really contributed like that much. <laughs> like they no, like Terry's, Terry's like, Terry's Terry killed it those first two games, but then you know I mean as you'd expect they're gonna crack down on him after that and and going on the road like it's it's you know it, it, playoff basketball is hard so he's he's obviously struggled offensively, um, but Bledsoe hasn't been any better either. So I don't know. I think it's just kind of funny that they're going back and forth when neither of them are really have been all that great. <laughs> yeah, Terry. Terry's bounced back a little he's, bit last night. He's hit night. some clutch late shots. I'll give him that. But like throughout the like the whole, he struggled games. in Milwaukee. Yeah, 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 both games. Yeah, and it was clear that I I don't I don't believe that it was Drew Bledsoe that got to <laughs> we have to got refer to Terry. only as that. <laughs> yes, I don't believe it was Drew Bledsoe that got to Terry Rozier. No, I, I think, think it was so. the atmosphere. Yeah, winning road playoff games is very hard. We, I mean, we experienced that ten years ago with um, with the big three. I mean, they didn't yeah. win a road playoff game till the Eastern Conference Finals. That um, that champ- people forget how brutal that championship run was. Like, right, two seven game series. Yeah, the first two rounds. Yeah, and that 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 team was way more experienced um, than they this won, one. They won like what seventy games? How many games did they win? Sixty something, sixty five something like that. And oh then, yeah, sixty six maybe. Six, yeah, and then yeah, they can't get out of the first round without going seven. It's, right, it's hard. Yeah, so unless you've, I guess, what like LeBron or you know Curry Durant. Yeah, and so you know, I think I think it's natural for Terry and some of the other guys to struggle um, in those road games in Milwaukee. I was really encouraged though that um, I guess now we're moving kind of moving back into the series. That in that game four, they were able to fight their way back into it. Probably could have, should have won that game. Yeah. Um, and then came out came out strong last night. I mean, I know last night 
game five, it was a close game, but I don't know about you, but I never felt too concerned that, that, that we would lose that game. I felt like we were in control for, for pretty much all of that game. Yeah. Um, I mean, my, my view on this whole series right now is, is the Celtics played six terrible quarters. So all of game three and then the first two quarters of game four, just brutal. But then that those second two quarters of game four, we completely outplayed Milwaukee. Um, I know they put up a good amount of points in the fourth quarter, but if you count those two quarters and then the four quarters in game five, combine that with the first two games, like, you know, we're, I think we're dominating the series. It's just those six quarters from game three and the first half of game four is just a, a mess. That was a complete mess. Right. But Which then, is why I feel like I feel so good about this, like, moving forward here. If we just if we just play our game, we win this series. No, no problem. It's when definitely everything falls apart and we're down. Like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It, it, it can get away from them yeah. at times. And especially right now when we don't have that go-to scorer, even though Jalen's making, making an argument that he's that guy right now. <sighs> yeah. Um, you know, the offense can get bogged down and, there can be quarter stretches, half stretches, even like you said, it's six quarters in a row yeah. where the offense um, doesn't look too hot. Um, but, you know, with that said, the Celtics have righted the ship. They're in control of this series. And I'm with you, man. I, I feel good. You know, will they close it out tomorrow night in Milwaukee? I don't know. I think that's a toss up. Milwaukee's obviously played well at home. All of their role players, Thon Maker, especially, has stepped up at home. Um, so, so we'll see. But you, you got to feel good about where the Celtics are at. Um, and one, I want to ask you something, Matt. Yeah. If I told you before the season that Shemi Ojale would start a playoff game <laughs> for the Celtics, and I'd would be you ha- still, and I'd be happy about would it. Would you still be my friend? <laughs> If you told me that he started, his whole goal was to guard Giannis. And at the end of the day, I would have been happy. He played 31 minutes and scored five points. I I don't know. I don't think I could have taken that seriously. <laughs> no way. If I told you that before the series, you probably would yeah, have, would have uh, like, thought I was crazy. I was like, all right, so we lost, huh? <laughs> yeah. But, man, he... He was he did amazing. A number on Giannis last night. The refs did not do him any favors either. You know, he got ran. He got trucked twice. Both, I don't know about you. I thought at least one of those should have been a charge. Yeah, th- I, I forget which one, one. I think the first one he kind of fell early, and I think that's why they didn't give it to him. Like I think if he held his ground more on the first one, yeah, he might have gotten you're enough right. contact. The first one he started to fall before the he contact too actually soon. happened. Yeah. But the second one, I thought he, you know. He got run over. <laughs> yeah, Giannis was really physical. Yeah, last they all, night. The whole, that whole Bucks team was. I mean, they were. That's <laughs> Tommy was a little being a little uh, Tommy like, but he wasn't wrong. They were they were out there being physical, and that was you know that was definitely something that they were going for. Yeah, you know, it was intentional. But these you know these are the moments in the playoffs that I um, look forward to. Is like the especially with the Brad Stevens team. I mean, God, he'll play anybody. Yeah. Um, is <laughs> is these end of the bench guys that get their chance, um, and and they they do something with it, and you know, the Celtics have, I think, I think what we what I underestimated going into this series is 
the number of guys that the Celtics have that they can actually throw at a guy like Giannis. Yeah. Um, who in this series he's he's been pretty good, uh, but he hasn't been. I don't know. I've never been too he hasn't afraid been of him. Like a top five player in the series. I would agree. Like a top five NBA player. No, we've done a we've done a. I mean, I think as reasonable a job as you can hope to do on him. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I'm almost more afraid of Chris Middleton at this point, um, and just his ability to make a shot coming down the stretch. Yeah. Um. But I mean, Al Horford has been done a done a great job. I mean, Shimmy Ojale, that like literally that's the Horford, oh. the Horford Giannis battle is really funny to me because it's like it, it seems like it's really in, in Giannis's head. Like, I feel like every time, every time Giannis is on Horford and Horford shoots, it goes in and it, it frustrates the hell out of Giannis. <laughs> and it's really funny. It's interesting because they're the Celtics are making a concerted effort to post up Al yeah. against Giannis. And it's like works a lot. <laughs> Yeah, because even if it's not, even if Al um, does not score, he's been drawing some fouls on Giannis. Yeah, was a game. uh, What game was it? He was in foul trouble one of these games. Might have been game two. Um, But yeah, that's something the Celtics have gone to. Game two, right at the end, maybe. No, no, it was game. It was game one. He fouled out actually. Yeah, Um, because yeah, the overtime game. but yeah, Al's been super aggressive down low, and the Celtics have made a concerted effort to go to go after Giannis, and that's what you have to do: make make the superstar, make Giannis um, defend. Uh, you know, play both sides of the court, both sides of the ball, and, and defend. If he's going to play the five, um, make him play down low. Make you know, Al's Al's decent down there, yeah, um, and he's clearly bigger um, and able to kind of overpower Giannis down there. Um, the, when he does get the ball, the only other thing I, I about um, Ojale covering him that that I really like is because like like we don't expect anything out like him on the floor is just to cover Giannis. There's no other like he's not providing offense. He's not facilitating. He's not doing anything else. He's he's out there for his defense on one specific player. Right. The thing I like about that is it's almost like five free fouls too, or six free fouls. You know, like. He's out there, you know. He's taking. He's going for those those charges. He, you know, if he's if a layup's happening, he can whack him. He can be aggressive, right? He can, you know, he can go for it. He can make it difficult, even if he's getting beat. You know, just if he's gonna get a layup, smack him. You know, just like make him think about it twice. And it's nice to have that. Like, you know, you don't have to worry about Horford getting in foul trouble or something like that. You can just be like, go ahead, Sammy. Like, smack him. Yeah. Take, take, try and take all the charges you want. Maybe the rest will never give, never give to you, but you're still making it hard for him. And it's a nice yeah. little like bonus to have those like those free fouls almost. Yeah, it's a good point. You know that that alone allows Ojale to play with a sense of freedom almost, yeah. where he doesn't need to worry about fouling out or or anything like that. Um, and I think that's also huge for Al to give him, who I want to talk about next. Yeah. You know, to give Al one less responsibility on this team because he's For been sure. awesome in this series. He has been um, great. Even in Milwaukee, he played pretty well. Um, not not as good as he did at home, but um, you know, if Al doesn't have to worry about guarding Giannis, that allows him to to focus on other things to help to help this team win. Um, but man, I I think I think Al's been awesome. Um, he's 
he, like we just talked about a few minutes ago, he's been aggressive offensively. We've seen aggressive Al, yep. which I know you love. Love aggressive Al. Um, we've seen defensive Al. I mean, he's been phenomenal defensively, I think. Um, guarding Giannis, Giannis, guarding multiple multiple positions. Um, and I think, you know, he was at game one. I think he hit eight, eight, or, eight or nine free throws late in the game. Um, and I can just game one. He had, yeah. I mean, he's 13 to 14. I mean, the whole series, I think he's only missed like two free throws. Yeah. He's, he's been great at the line. I think that, that part is like one of those things that, you know, you just, I feel so good about like max contract, like veteran Al, like, you know, like you have this guy and this is what he's here for. Hit those playoff free throws with two minutes left that like your rookies are going to miss. You know, it's just so nice. Like Kyrie, you know, everyone's we got to fo- yeah, focus on the team we have. But now. like having Al out there just to be that presence, be like, all right, you know, we're up to, I have to make both these free throws. He's, he's out there. He just looks so calm and he just knocks them down. And it's just like, yes, this is why you're here. You know? Yeah. And you can feel, you can feel Al's leadership presence out there. Um, whether it's him, like you said, knocking down those free throws, um, you know, you can see his and you can see his energy out there. Al's never been the, I guess, the most um, fluent celebrator uh, yeah. out there, the most um, <laughs> pumped up celebrator. But you can see his emotions. You can feel his energy. Um, and honestly, he's been everything that I was, I wanted to see and hope to see in this series. Yeah, he's scoring um, a couple twenty point games games in there for Al. To all those Al, Al haters out, out there. <laughs> um, he's rebounding. I think last night he had 14, 14 boards. Yeah. Um, you know, he's been flying around defensively like he's been all season. Um, and he's guarding Giannis, Jabari Parker, the, you know, some of the best players on the Bucks. So so he's been awesome. And I'm, um, you know, I'm, just, I'm always happy to, to see Al do well. Love Al. Uh, I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> um, Another guy who's been who's been great this series. I guess we can call it a breakout breakout performance uh, f- for him. Jalen Brown um, is playing awesome offensively. Yeah, he's um, been a monster. And we, I think you and I talked about this. We might have texted about it um, last night. Do you remember last year when we had the conversation about whether or not Jalen Brown would would be better than Jay Crowder <laughs> yes. this season? Unfortunately, I do remember that. Yeah, Matt, we got to live with our mistakes, man. <laughs> you can't just bury them. Um, yeah, it's it seems stupid. It seems stupid now, but like it's a real conversation. You know, Crowder was a legitimate NBA player, rotational player, uh, in some cases starter, depending on the team you're on, and. Jalen was a rookie. Yeah. And, you know, you'd if you take a step back, you would hope that your rookie takes a big enough step that he could be like a rotational slash starting player, solid player by his second year. He's so far above that. Though. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. The growth that... And that I hate Jay Crowder now. <laughs> I know. It's worked out great for us. Yeah. Um, but just the growth f- for Jalen Brown, not only from from last season to this season, but throughout this season. Um, I mean, to score 30 points in multiple, multiple playoff games, um, 
you know, to, to hit big shots. His confidence level is out of, out of the roof, dude. It's sky high. Um, and the great the thing that I love seeing about his game, Matt, is that he is doing it in a, all different ways. Yeah. He's shooting the three for this series. He sh- I looked it up today. It's getting excited. He's <laughs> shooting 44% from three. Yeah. Which I know is better than what he did during the regular season. Yeah. Um, Shot 39% this season. Which, hey, that's, that's still pretty still, decent. Still better than I think people realize. Yeah. yeah. But he's even stepped that up even further this postseason. Um, he's shooting 40, 49% from the field in the postseason. Um, he's getting to the rim. He's he's hitting mid-range floaters. He's he's taking Giannis one-on-one step-back jumper over him. I mean, he's doing it all. He's everywhere. That that game in Milwaukee that we lost, it was like he just elevated. You know, that was an all-star performance. Like 34 points, and he he was the only option. Like he was like you know it was. It was like a Kyrie performance when you're like, all right, he's hot and he's just taking over. Jalen just took over. He's like, we're down. I'm doing this. 34 points, eight rebounds. He had three steals. It's just like watching him was, it was, I don't know. It was like watching him transform before my eyes. I was like, oh my God, is he going to be an all-star next year? <laughs> like, what is this? This is crazy. Yeah. And this is what I get excited about almost the most in this in, for this postseason and this season I think when we look back and reflect on the year this is what it's all about Jalen Brown is like you said he is he's transforming he's growing right in front of us during during these games and he's getting all this playoff experience um, he's leading comebacks on the road in a hostile environment um, tomorrow night he gets a chance to try to close out a series do you remember last postseason he was he didn't consistently play um, at all. I think if I remember correctly, maybe in that, that wizard series, he started to kind of get in the rotation a little bit more. Yeah. But, but it wasn't like, an, it was, like it was 10, 15 minutes. Cleveland series. When we were getting our asses kicked. It's not like Jalen was an option to, to like do anything. You know what I mean? It was right. just like, that's the, that was the whole problem. It was it and then nothing, you know? It, right. And this then, is so different. And I think that's just the bigger, for me, that's the bigger, big picture perspective on, this season, this postseason, is that our young guys are, are getting the experience. Um, our bench is going to be, or just like our rotations next year, it's going to be so nasty. I know. It's crazy. I know. I'm trying <laughs> oh, not okay. to think about right. it. I'm right. trying to enjoy this this moment right now. But it's it's what this year has been all about, and it's, it's awesome. And, you know, I remember, you know, speaking of that comeback, you know, Jalen obviously was the catalyst. He was um, unreal in that game, but Tatum also um, was kind of the second, the second guy to help lead that comeback. Yeah, and I remember watching that game and I go, "Holy shit!" <laughs> Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are now leading a comeback for the Celtics in the postseason. This is what we wanted, and yep. they're, they're you know they almost they almost did it. Um, yeah, I mean they had fifty five points combined, and I I oh I I don't remember it. I. I heard some stat, like some outrageous stat, that they're like the youngest ever. How, how old is Jalen? Like 22? 20, 21. 21. It's like 21 and a half. They're the first ever like pair of players under 20 or 21 or under to go for 55 points in a playoff game. 
Like no one's ever done that before. Like being that young and like being on the same team and like the two of them going and getting like the that. opportunity yeah. in the postseason. They're they're comparing it. To, I think like the next highest thing was like like <laughs> Michael and Scotty or something like that. Like it's like ridiculous. I was like, what are we talking about? <laughs> it's just like it, talking about the goat, <laughs> yeah. the goats. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, and you know the the thing about Jalen. It almost seems too good, you know. He almost seems too good to be true because his attitude, and his his mindset, and his his drive to get better, um, is awesome. I mean, I heard I heard something the other day that he Jalen was talking about how why him and Brad Stevens get along so well mm-hmm. is because they they have the same exact goals. They both want to get better. Um, they both want to grow. Um, and, and get better gradually day by day. Um, and it seems like Jalen wants to be a winner. He wants to be better. And I don't think we, we can take that for granted. Yeah. Um, and I, and I think he's a little, you know, we've only had him for a year now, but I think Jason is the same way. Jason Tatum's the same way. We'll see. I think, you know, I think it's huge having Jalen drafted before Jason is huge because that like that is brown's demeanor and that's like you know he's got that grind in him and i think whether whether tatum does or not the example that's being set by by jalen is like you know it's just gonna it just sucks up uh jason too like you know he's just having that atmosphere like being able to watch him do all this stuff you know like it just the two of them are like a package deal so it just keeps him going keeps motivating him i'm sure you know even if there's so much situational stuff in basketball. Like if you get drafted by a shitty team, your whole like career could go off the tracks. But yeah, you know, having the Celtics development, watching Brown develop, it keeps all these guys going. I think. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that I think that's huge. Um, Jalen, even though they're only a year apart, is almost kind of like the, um, you know, a leader a leader to Jason in some yeah. senses. Um, what have you thought about the officiating in this series so far? Do you think one side no. is is getting screwed, or do you think it's just I think, kind they're, of... I think they're just both getting screwed? Okay, <laughs> I think it's. I don't think it's been the late game stuff has been pretty bad. I think like during the game, I feel like it's been okay, but I, it's I been like physical. The, so end I... of, the end of game stuff has been been tough. I mean, the past two games they've come out, the NBA has come out with the two minute report, and they've been like, yeah, they fucked up. Both both these past two games, game four and game five, so that's not ideal. <laughs> yeah, um, it's been, it's been a physical series, which I think makes it makes it difficult. But they're also to... allowing it to be physical, right? Like I, you know, they're they're letting them play, which I like. I think benefits the Celtics. Yeah, because um, I think we have guys that aren't afraid to get physical. Well, that's why I think it's interesting that they they like that the Bucks seem to take such a um like uh, intentional approach to be so so physical last game cuz i feel like you're just playing into our hands almost like we that's fine we have Baines. Marcus Morris isn't going to isn't going to not be physical Marcus Smart's not going to not be physical Horford's been around what does he care you know like Terry Terry's down i don't know like these guys they're not they're not going to go run and hide i don't think Tyler Zeller is trying to get physical <laughs> <laughs> no no, I think it's really like just Drew Bledsoe and uh, 
Giannis has been physical. Yeah. Like we've sure. talked about. Yeah. Um, it's been fun. It's been fun so far. Is is there anybody that we haven't talked about so far that you kind of want to highlight? Um, Not necessarily so on, far in this game on the seas, but I think I really do think game, yeah either side. Either I think side. game five, winning that game to me was really. I mean, obviously it was important <laughs> to get you know to go up a game on them, but I think it proved to me that like we're we have this. I feel really confident now, just because a couple things happened here, like. So game one and two, Celtics win at home. That makes sense. But then, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I should. You can credit the Bucks coach here because I don't really understand why he wasn't like, what was going on with uh, Jabari in the first place. Why he's not playing. And then I also found it really weird that Delvadova didn't really get into the first two games. You know, you have a guy who's like, sure he's not a great player, but he has playoff experience. He's a physical. guy that's going to grind. He's going to get physical. He's going to make those kind of playoff steals, those kind of plays. Like, starting game three, okay, we're going to play Jabari normal minutes. We're going to put Delvadova in. I thought that was a big, you know, a big boost for them. And then, you know, we lose those two games with since that change has been made. I'm not saying that's why, but I think right. that helped them. Like, I mean, Jabari played well in oh, game yeah. four. Um, but I think game five, you know, you, they're still playing that same kind of rotation. And... No one on the Celtics really played great. Like all these games so far, like someone's gone off for the most part, or we've lost. Right? Game three, everyone sucked. But game four, Jalen and Tatum went off. We still didn't pull it out. Game five, no one had a big game. It was just you know really. It was a good team. Evenly distribu- distributed. Yeah, it was gritty, defensive. Just a defense. You know that was Celtics defense won that game. Um, I think we had like an outrageous number of turnovers. It was like 17 turnovers Celtics had weren't shooting. Well, that's a game we lose always. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think being able to pull that out and like, just kind of prove that, okay, like let's, let's stop this. We can still win this. You know, I think that proved a lot of things to me that like, we're fine. And you know, smarts back now, which is huge. Yeah. <laughs> obviously. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's, you know, you get going, like we said earlier on the podcast, I mean, going, going on the road is, is a very hard thing and winning is a very hard thing to do, especially in the postseason. Um, it felt good that the Celtics could write the ship in game five. Yeah. And you're right. I think I didn't even notice it, notice it or think about it, that there wasn't really one person that, that carried these Celtics or pushed them over the hump in this game. Um, yeah, and I'm I mean, with Horford, you, man. I think that's, that's led very the way encouraging. With 22, which Ugh. is wow, awesome. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but like after that, I mean, Terry had 16, Jalen had 14, Tatum had a terrible game. He Brad wasn't even playing him down the stretch. Yeah, Ojale Ojale played over him. Yeah, interesting. Oh, and then but then it's like you know you have eight points out of Tatum and five points out of Ojale. That's two of your starters. Morris had 10, Smart had nine. Not a lot of offense there. Yeah. Where do you uh, what are you looking for expecting tomorrow night in in Milwaukee? Do you, do you think the Seas can close this out? Yeah, I think so. I think Do you I, think they will or you think they can? No, I expect a win. Okay. Tomorrow. Um I think it'll be interesting to see if Brad rolls the same lineup back out. Uh does does Shemi start again? Baines only played 10 minutes. 
Um, see if that continues. Milwaukee's going small, yeah. which I think is limiting Baines, which makes you know obviously Shemley more valuable. Right, really, for sure. But I, I think we've also had success going big on them being small too. So you know, it, it'll be interesting to see if the, you know if that tr- continues. I hope Larkin doesn't play at all. Uh, <laughs> um, poor, poor Barry Larkin. I'm sure Smart will get even more minutes. So, like, he had 24 in this game, and Larkin had 14. So if you add 10 more to Smart, then Larkin probably won't get in. Yeah, my my feeling, I, I, I'm not as confident as you are, Matt. I I don't necessarily expect the Celtics to win. I I predict that. Game six tomorrow will be similar to game five. Just a grind it out, close game, you know, low low scoring, 80s, low 90s. Um, I'm not sure who's going to be the team that will be in charge. I guess I would expect Milwaukee, them being at home. Um, but I think it's a close game, and I, I, I think the Celtics will have a chance to close it out. I wouldn't be surprised if they do. But I wouldn't be surprised if we're coming back to Boston on Saturday night for for Game Seven. Yeah, I would. It's I going wouldn't to be, be tough. I wouldn't be surprised, but I, I don't expect it. I think that I think they got. Love this. it, dude. You're you're the confident one for once. Bucks are favored by five right now. I'm taking that all day. Okay. Taking taking Celtics plus five all day. Um, there's no way it's a five point game. And I mean, unless there's you know shenanigans at the unless end, unless there's like a, fouls and stuff. Yeah. It seems high. It seems high. I'm with you on that one. One player I wanted to mention, I just thought of him, who I thought going into the series would have a bigger role and kind of be an X factor for the Celtics, is Greg Monroe. Um, we haven't really gotten much from him. I'm not sure if he played last night. And I just think, you know, I think it's just a fact that, or it's a factor of the Bucks have been going small. You know, we need guys that can switch defend multiple positions can defend guys like Giannis and Jabari Parker and quite frankly Greg Monroe just just yeah. doesn't fit that he so didn't, he didn't get in and like I said before Baines you know we went real small we took both those guys out pretty much the whole whole game right so I thought he'd have a bigger role um but you know it just it's how these playoff series go the matchups shake out certain ways and that, that leaves certain guys out um I think we should do winners and losers up to this point. Oh, I know who your winner is. <laughs> well, maybe I don't. I don't know. Well, I, there's multiple, so it's an easy <laughs> there's, one. There's, I feel like there's, yeah, there's two easy choices. I'll go there. first because I think we both know who mine is. Um, I'm going with Al. Oh, yeah. Just just because, you know, I love the guy. Al's had a great series. He's, he's been awesome. He's been awesome. He's been scoring. He's been doing everything, leading, doing exactly what we expect of him. Uh, what I hoped he would do, and he's by far my winner, my big winner of this of this series so far. I think the other one's got to be got to be Jalen, right? JB, yeah. JB for three, JB for three, and he yeah he's been amazing. Um, I think people forget that like the knock on him was that he was coming like he's really athletic, all the athletics in the world can't shoot. can't shoot, <laughs> and the kid. I mean, he shot 34% his rookie year from three. Not bad. Not bad. Bumped it up to 39.5% this year. Higher volume shooting, too. Yeah. Starting, playing double the minutes. Um, and now, as you said earlier, 44% so far in the playoffs. Ooh. That's he's, nice. That's he's nice. He's knocking him down. And he's not afraid. He's not, it's, you know, 
it's not like he's just taken one. He took he took eight threes in that in that thirty four point game. I made five of them. Ugh. <laughs> he's he's doing it all. I mean, his, his like if you know if he can, there's so many of these guys like like Giannis who's so athletic, and he can do anything he wants, but he's not a great shooter. If Jalen can put together the shooting part, he's gonna be a monster. You know, he's got all the athleticism. He, I think he can still probably get a little bigger too. Um, yeah, he's only 22. I don't know. There's it's exciting, Matt. It's yeah. exciting. <laughs> Maybe you should just keep growing the the flat top even taller too, like as he gets bigger. Yeah, just see. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'll add a few inches to uh, yeah to his height. Do you have a loser of the first five oh, five yeah. games in the series? It's, it's Larkin. All right, yours is Larkin. Poor guy. It's, it's um, not his fault, but it's just it just it's is just too much. It's too much right now. Mine's uh mine's our guy Greg Monroe for the reasons we we just talked about. Now I want to look around the league, Matt. Do our NBA League Pass roundup, even though there is no more NBA League Pass this season. Yep. Um, let's start out west with the big oh, surprise. Okay. Um, in the Portland New Orleans series where the the Pelicans swept the Trailblazers. Didn't see that coming. In four games, Matt. Um. Any thoughts there? You just 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 surprised on your end. Portland's lost their last ten playoff games. Ooh, it's tough. It's not Blow it up. You want to be? Blow it up. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I just feel like it's hot. Their Portland's in a tough spot because I feel like they just need a wing so bad. Like their backcourt's sick, but like who else? You know. And then how do you get that person? What do you do? I don't know. It's interesting. It's tough. It's a tough situation. I've grown to really like this uh, New Orleans team. I'm I'm excited to see them. They're, they're really fun. Playing Play against out, the Warriors. Playoff Rondo, huh? Playoff Rondo's back. <laughs> um, Anthony Davis is playing out of his mind. Drew yeah. Holiday, who has just flown under the radar for pretty much his whole career, um, is playing awesome. And I don't know. I just I just like the team. I like their vibes. It's fun for sure. Um, you you got to wonder like what what the boogie situation is going to be. You know what what would they have been with him, and what are they going to be moving forward? It's really interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, <laughs> you mean you got to think they like what they have right now, and right. they they you know we can maybe talk about it in the off season, but Sweep they just got to try to find a few other pieces to. To put around put around the big guys. It's gonna be we'll you know see. I I feel like they they might almost be glad they're they have to play the Warriors right now. You know you get a you get a real test to see like what this team needs still. You know I mean I, no one's expecting them to win this series, but like what pieces are they missing and if you know where are they getting beat? Is it is it offense? Is it defense? Would Cousins help the situation or hurt it? You know, I feel like yeah. You know, you so get, where are we? Get, where are we at? Yeah, you situation. get like seven games against the Warriors. You to really identify where yeah exactly what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. What series out east? Um, I guess you know the the Sixers have obviously already advanced out east. Yep. Um, they they now look like the favorite to to go to the finals. Um, out of the other two series remaining, both tied at two, currently as we're recording this podcast Wednesday night, are playing. Um, 
out of those two series, which one are you watching more closely? Is it the the Cavs Pacers or is it oh, the, the Raptors Cavs, Wizards? I want the Pacers to beat the Cavs so bad. <laughs> I just think it'd be so funny. And I I don't even even if they don't win, which I don't think they will. I think the Cavs will pull it off. But if that if that goes seven, I just think it's it's great, you know, because I don't think they're gonna make it out of round two. And maybe if they do, it's gonna go set. They're they're gonna be exhausted. They're not you know they're not going to the finals. That's for right. sure to me. Um, if they keep just having to push all these series out to seven games and have LeBron take over every time, by the time they get to the Eastern Conference Finals, they're he's gonna be dead. There's nothing left. That team is terrible. Yeah. It's just LeBron. Um, so I, I've been enjoying the hell out of watching these games. I like the Pacers, too. I think they should have lost. They're a fun lo- team I to root for. I, I think the Cavs should have lost last game. Did you see that the Lance Stevenson like, tie-up thing? No, I missed I missed it, but I heard I heard there was some controversy. Serious shenanigans, and I feel like the Cavs just, they just basically gave them the game. It, it, it looked to me like Stevenson got a jump ball. They called a foul. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, hey, you know that stuff's gonna happen with LeBron. <laughs> yeah. You know it's gonna happen. I think. I think. So the Cavs are up, up twelve now, as we speak. So they'll win this one. They'll they'll probably win in seven or six, but doesn't look good. That they pay they play uh they play the Raptors or Wizards next. In that series, I want I really want the Raptors to win. Yeah, I think I, they will. I don't, I don't like. I just don't like this Wizards team. They're not for real. Washington's not for real. I think. I think Toronto. They have could, talent, but I think they're Toronto just not could be. Fun. Could be like doing a thing like we talked about the 08 Celtics, where it's like. They're a really good team. They just can't win on the road. Um. I hope that's what it is. Yeah, because I, I like I like that team. I hate the Wizards. Um. So I hope I hope the Raptors can get through that. Yeah. Um, all right, Matt. We got a we got a clinching playoff game tomorrow night, eight p.m. start um, for the Celtics. If they lose, they play Saturday night, game seven in Boston. If they win, they move on to uh, to the Sixers. Oh, that just reminded me. Yeah. One other thing about the Sixers, it really first of all, I don't like the Sixers. Everybody's <laughs> getting all getting all pumped about them because they're young. They look awesome. They're the favorites now. Uh-huh. They're cocky as hell, and I don't like <laughs> it. Um, and their fans are too. Oh, their fans are definitely. Um, and then I heard, you know, apparently when they were closing out Miami last night, their fans are chanting, "We want Boston. We want Boston." Good. Very easy to say <laughs> that when the Celtics are missing Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward. Yeah. And that really bothers me. <laughs> oh, we want the Celtics. That's yeah, no like shit you do, yeah. Oh man, <laughs> that's like saying you want to fight somebody that like doesn't have arms or something. Like, <laughs> come on, yeah. Uh, it's been anyways, an easy target there. I'm rooting against the Sixers. Just want to make that clear. No matter, no matter who they're playing. I think if the Celtics close uh, tomorrow, we'd play them Saturday. I think it would just carry right over. That'd be perfect for my weekend schedule. <laughs> just so everybody out there knows. So let's cross our fingers here. Um, all right. So closeout game tomorrow. Um, I'm excited. Let's see what the young guys can do. And hopefully we'll be back here next week previewing or talking about Sixers Celtics. So we'll talk to you then. Go Seas.